about now? We're about ready to blow up the spot. Uh, keep it basement. Podcast episode one. Kind of the pilot. It's not right, the pilot. But like I said, it's like for those religious people out there, I'm not going to get religious, but this is like the Bible. It's like A.D. It's the new, it's the new, yeah, A.D. D. For the girls out there. It's the New Testament, A-D-D. man. You gotta check that out, soundcloud.com slash keep it basement. So this is new to us, this podcasting, but at the same time, we've been doing the interview and radio game for a while. Right, right. And so we've always wanted to do the podcast, and since we got kicked off every radio station in the uh, state, we've decided to do a podcast. Right. And why not? You know, yeah. we're young, we can do whatever we want. We're taking the world by storm, so it's yeah. great. Um, so yeah, let's talk about, let's get into Montana 300. Really? Yeah. I just want to talk about them. I want to plug them real quick. I want to plug them. I want to. No homo. <laughs> <laughs> nah, we uh we kicked it with him. We talked to him on the phone. He he couldn't come out. Uh, special guest Montana of 300, aka Mr. Let That 40 Bang. Cursed what a blessing was his last full project, Ice Cream Truck. Let that 40 bang and fuck her brains out were the songs on there that I enjoyed the best. That's a good plug. That's yes. nice. His projects, his upcoming projects, are Guns and Roses. And Fire in the Church, which is coming soon with features on there with Fetty Wap, Lil Boozy, and Twista. We talked about the XXL cover, Chirac, influences new music, and we even asked him to decode some of the Chicago street slang. Which was the best part. If you don't listen to anything in this show, you have to listen to when Montana 300 breaks down Chicago slang. I didn't know how I was going to take it because uh, I I thought of the idea and then I told you about it and you loved it. But sometimes these rappers, they might take things too seriously, or they think like I'm joking on them. But I'm really just trying to make light of the light of any situation. I know it gets violent, Chicago, things of that nature. But there's people around my area and colleges that are using these terminologies without knowing what they are. So right. I wanted him to decode it for me. And at the same time, it was funny me asking him like, "Kitty boat, whatever, whatever." I was asking. Kitty boost. Yeah, kitty boost. Uh, lacking and all these terminologies, and he was answering them. Right. And I wanted to see what he would say because some people have different answers. You know? mm-hmm. No, I think it was great, and two and for two reasons. One, it's um, like you said, the terminology thing. It's kind of letting people know who aren't from the area what these words actually mean. Yeah. Um, and I think that's good, even though everyone has their own different meaning. I think it's good to kind of get its perspective from that point of view. And also, I think we build a rapport in that interview. You know, like we were asking him good questions. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. we knew what we were talking about, so he wasn't, you know, he didn't feel disrespected or yeah. anything like that. I hope he doesn't think we're bad interviewers because we just kept asking questions. The situation, the reality of it was we couldn't hear all the way. And it, uh, took, a, it took a while to get the interview, and we only had a couple of, you know, a few minutes with him. He's yeah. a busy guy. Yeah. So I think we took advantage of our situation and capitalized on it. Yeah, good. definitely, definitely. And, uh, you know, it was, it was cool to get his perspectives on things, motivations, inspirations, influences, and talking about new music, plugging his stuff. He wanted to plug. And then also, my favorite part as well, the creative the creative things we did with the comedy and stuff like that, and just learning about them. Right, yeah. yeah. And he's someone to definitely be on the lookout for. Definitely. If he's not even on your radar, yeah, he should be. He should be on the radar. Yeah. Coming up right now with special guest Montana 300, a.k.a. Mr. Not That 40 Bang, a.k.a. Fuck Her Brains Out, a.k.a. Ice Cream Truck. Um, too many a.k.a.s. We have an interview with Mr. Montana coming up right now, talking about... The XXL cover issue, Chirac influences new music, and we even ask him to decode some Chicago street song. Reporting live here from Q Basement, I'm Mike Sweeney. Oh, at the Sweeney. I don't want to give my location and identity away because I'm going to get killed. 
Yeah. I could have swore you said all that before, but whatever. Let's get into it. Montana, a 300 interview on Keep It Basement. Montana, what's up? What's going on, man? How you doing? This is um, Mike, with my co-host, Tay. Hey. Uh, so off the bat, um, this past weekend in Chicago, the uh, Fetty, Fetty Wap co-sign, he uh, brought you out on stage. How was that? Could you tell us about that? Uh, yeah, um, that's, uh, that's my dude, man. He's a um, good dude. We uh, did some work. We put that song down in L.A., like in March. And, um, you know, um, it's going to go on my album, Fire uh, in the Church. And, nice, uh, right. Uh, so, so just Chicago being my hometown and stuff like that. You know, just, uh, we, we, we don't link every time. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. come through and shit like that. Same thing when I go to Jersey and shit. Yeah, we're from Jersey, so we we were on Mon- uh, we were on Fetty Wap for a while, and it was awesome that you guys uh, collaborated and are working together. Yeah, it was good timing too. Right, here's the dude. Um, so Montana 300. Just to make it clear, no affiliation with uh, Chief Keith, Chief Keith uh, gangs or anything like that. It's from the movie 300. Exactly. And uh, why was the movie 300 so influential to you and your rap name? Um, just because what I was going through, um, how long I've been rapping. You know, um, I'm just, I was just against all odds. You know how I was 300, I'm going against thousands. But, right. you know, that, that didn't mean them. That didn't mean anything to them. You know, they're not, they wasn't going to make them retreat or surrender. You know what I'm saying? They still fought hard and, and um, you know, played thousands of, um, you know, armies and stuff. You know, that's basically what it is. I was, I've been up against a lot of uh, all odds, basically. It's just me and the little, little numbers that I started off with, you know. Yeah, 300, you know, it's, it's, it really means being the underdog and, and all of that. But since you get um, confused with Chief Keep a lot, have you ever thought about changing your name at all? I mean, I'm, I've never thought about it. I've never considered it, me personally. But I, yeah, I had people hit me up like, hey, man, you think since they blew up with the 300 thing, you think you should change your name? And, like, part of that, what I stand for is no surrender, no truth. So by getting another man to tell my actions that was never originally you know, part of my plan, I would be basically retreating, you know, and surrendering over to, you know, all they can have it. You know, like, so I, I, I stuck to what I set out to do and what I planned, and, and yeah, where we at now. And I'm the hottest in Chicago right now. Also, um, what, what do you think the biggest misconception is about Chicago, the music scene? Because you don't label yourself as a drill rapper, but at first, your first few songs were kind of drill-related, but then you kind of got out of that. But, yeah, I, I've made, I've made about maybe like two or three drill songs. You know, the Chicago of today, the majority of the world looks, looks at it like, oh, okay, that's drill rap, that's drill rap. You know, where you don't look at a, a Kanye West or a Tommy who yeah. was before the drill era, people don't consider, you know, consider them drill. So I think they're not actually listening to the music or the or the lyrics or wordplay when they um, say drill or listen to me and say drill because I think some people figure, well, if they're talking about killing, you know, and they from Chicago, then it means it's real. You know, get supposed to um, get being lyrical or having wordplay, you know, or um, a lot of metaphors. And drill, a lot of drill is not, you know, it doesn't need metaphors, you know. You built your own bus, literally. Uh, you came up by yourself, constantly dropping these remixes. Do you deny working with artists now, or is it, like, weird that you're starting to collaborate with other artists outside now? Um, no, none of that was weird to me. I, I had a vision way before... Uh, you knew who I was, you know. So yeah. I, just like any other artist, like you know, of course you would imagine like, oh, if I did a song with uh, Wayne, or I did a song with Ti, or you know, once upon a time, you know, you, you imagine that, you yeah. know, that some people dream, you know. And I've always felt like the brain that I have, how my brain was, I can make it without, you know, a, a big feature or um, 
for a collaboration, you know. Yeah. I never felt like I, I need someone to um, get them to follow me to put me where, where I want to be at. You know what I'm saying? But I don't have anybody else. The whole world turned on me. I feel like I'll be good, you know, with the plans I got out and how my brain works. But I know you don't consider yourself a new rapper since you've been doing this since you were like 15, 16, selling mixtapes from the back of your car. How do you feel about the freshman double uh, XL list and you not making it this year? Do you, do you feel as if you were snubbed or you, do you feel like it's something to work to in the future? Um, I know the truth, you know, and I know the truth and I know that my fans. Uh, I know I had the most votes, and I know that uh, votes don't mean anything, honestly, with that. I know it's about politics, you know. I know it's people that's on the cover that that's not done half the numbers that I'm do I've done in the past year. They have deals, so they have certain connections where, you know, people have even told me, I can pick up the phone. If you sign with us, I can pick up the phone, my phone call, and have you on the spectrum cover that way feel. Oh, that's dope. You know, that's cool. But I feel like there's everything else, like, uh, you know, it's, it's all going to come to me. Whether it comes to me now or, or later, it's going to come to me, and that's without me even, uh, you know, signing signing the deal. You know, so I'm not I'm not desperate. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm comfortable where I'm at. The way everything is going for me right now, I'm I'm very comfortable. You know, my family's here. I can pay my bills. You know, I can um I can take my family out. You know, and show them a good time. I'm comfortable with that. You know, I don't I'm I'm not really too much into materialistic things or things that might make me look bigger but it's not really doing anything for me financially. So, you know, I don't, I don't have no bad no bad feelings about it. You know, I just know this is how it works. And it's not, and it's honestly not about you voting for your artist. It's really about who you know and who who, who you got to move for you. You know, when you're independent, you really don't got anybody that's opinion, you know, and, and, and your fan base, you know what I'm saying? But in this situation, my fans are not in control of putting me on there. How they make it seem like it is. And I don't know if this is a rumor or not, but uh, apparently Lil Herb is getting a special edition cover for not being on. I guess his fans complained on social media. The double uh, I don't know either. I, I don't. I don't know anything about what he has going on. I, I know I, I, I get tagged a lot, you know, um, with him and people saying, you know, my family heard and heard it wasn't on that. So that's that's the only thing I can tell you about that man is that I know he wasn't on that just like I was. You're straight edge, right? You don't uh, smoke or drink? No, I'm not. Does that, affect, does that affect the recording process or anything like that? I can tell you that because a lot of people say, like, hey, man, I know you was high as hell when you said the one line, you know, and I'll be like, no, man, you're like, for real, like, so you just don't do nothing, so you just go in there like this. Me, personally, I feel like I think the way I think. My mind works the way it works because I don't. You know, I feel like I have a more clear, more pure uh, mind, you know, so, you know, getting brains, bells, and all this extra stuff, or, you know, just, you, your mind not being intact. You know, that's, that's not natural. I know that for a fact, but I just feel like, you know, I'm always uh, pushing to be, um, you know, the, the strongest version of myself. You know what I'm saying? And that's mostly, yeah, I mean, that, like mostly mentally, you know. And um, so I can sit this script, man. It's working me, man. I'm trying to outdo myself every time. So to do that, I gotta do what's been working and keep it up. And what are the keys to creating and keeping a constant fan base such as you have? And being so humble about it as well. I mean, there's a lot of rappers out there who are very arrogant and cocky, but it seems like in interviews you're so humble and easygoing with certain things. I always, I always respect the unexpected, you know what I'm saying? And I mean that like in, in, the, in the worst way. You know, like, um, like you know, anything happens. I'm, I'm humble because I know at any second, you know, any moment, God can take all this away from me. So I would never talk down on somebody like, like, like I'm not just as human as them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like uh, a year and a half ago, I was facing nine years. You know, I, I could be in jail right now, and y'all heard none of these millions of views, none of these videos looking 
know. Like I'm thankful for, for being here. I'm blessed, you know. Yeah. I was fighting the case and God got me through it. You know, God got me where I'm at today. Not not no record label, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um so that's that's how I'm rocking, man. I stay consistent and um and and I'm my my less critic, you know what I'm saying? So I'm picky about everything that I do, everything that I say, everything that I present to my fans and I never leave them waiting. Like I would never go uh I can never do one of the artists that goes years three, four, five years without dropping an album. You know, and I just feel like for you to be an artist and you have fans, fans that you appreciate, I can at least drop 15 solid songs on the project in 365 days for my friend. If this is what if this is what I really do, you know, and what I'm good at, I can at least give y'all 15 songs in 365 days. We get so much money and they want to, wanna, you know, go have fun and, you know, do this and feel like, you know, it's off season. You know what I'm saying? To me, it's life, and I tell people too around me, like, you know, to, to live is to grind, you know. If you're not grinding, you're not living, you know. And you don't come to a point where you, you can't, you're so old that you can't grind. You can't get up and move like that, you know. So you got to you gotta set up your world around you today, so when you can't move around, you know, your surroundings is looking like how you want it to look, you know. Um, that, that's really just how, how, how I do, man, how, how my mind works and functions. Man. I just uh, respect that. I, I yeah, treat my fans, great. my fan base, like, like it's my third son. Like, I got two sons, you know. <laughs> and I treat them like they're like, they expect me. You know, they expect me to show up. They expect me to pick them up, you know. They expect me to be on time, you know. Um, I got um, to do for them, you know what I'm saying? If I expect them to do for me. And like, by that, I mean, you know, buy my stuff, you know, watch my stuff, you know, uh, you know, play my stuff, you know. Yeah, I don't got, I don't have any, um, no uh, radio uh, stations behind me or, or any of that or anybody saying it's working for me or no record label or no machine pushing for me. You know, it's just me and my fans. You know, that's, that's, that's what I've been rocking with. And that's, that's what um, I've been rocking with all the way to where I'm at today, man. So, so I, and I got to keep it going for them, man. So I know social media and YouTube specifically is a big part in you blowing up and coming, you know, who you are today. But since we're talking about your fans, in the same breath, let's talk about your haters. Do you ever find yourself looking at YouTube comments and, you know, feeling a certain type of way or, or getting mad at people? Like, how, how do you feel about that in general? One thing about me, I can never get mad at anything negative said about me by somebody who's not paying me or somebody that's not uh, stopping my me from treating my kids or my my kids being fed. You know what I'm saying? You're not paying my bills or, or I'm not expecting something out of you that is better than me. You know, then you were talking about how people at one point there's types of people out there who wish death upon you and I thought that was like wild, like crazy. Like, you know, there's a difference between haters and there's like another level of that. People who want you to see you fail and die. I mean that's that's uh, messed up. Yeah. Yeah, it's lame though, man. Yeah. So who influenced you? Like any artists, painters, and athletes along the way? Yeah, plenty of people influenced me, man. Um, from Tupac to mm-hmm. DMX to Lil Wayne to just growing up as a show, you watching movies. People like uh, David Ruffin, Eddie Kane off the Five Heartbeats, just entertainers, Michael Jackson, uh, MC Hammer. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot yeah. of people influenced me to you know to really want to do music. You know what I'm saying? And, and uh, move people. You know. Okay. Yeah, what's the and what's the main message you're trying to send in your music that's different compared to those around the environment that you are living? I just want people to know that I'm not, you know, I'm not perfect. You know, uh, I basically I'm a I'm a I'm a turn up with y'all and you know do this, you know, 
have a good time with y'all. I know the bullshit, I know the crazy shit, you know, all that type of stuff, and be cool with y'all and love to be off the dance. But at the same time, I'm going to give you something, um, I'm going to give you um, some food without, you know what I'm saying, some brain food, something that you can use in life and walk away with. You know, like, I'm going to tell you something that I would tell my, my, my brother or, or that I would, uh, that advice that I would give my son, you know? Yes. And, um, so at the end of the day, I just don't want, I just don't want nobody to ever feel like I'm perfect for everything that I did. But one thing, I, I, won't, I won't lie to him and be like, you know, um, you know, so something happens that, that will, um, that's rich as hell, and you just don't talk about selling drugs, you know, as long as they rap, you know? And, um, and, uh, and don't, and don't even sell drugs, but even if they do, you know, it's just, it's no message, there's no message at all that they're giving people. And that's why I tell people, like, I've sold drugs, you know, in my rap, you know what I'm saying? But I don't know more, like, it's a, it's a, it's a life, it's a, it's a way, a lot, a lot of people sell drugs and don't know when to stop or how to stop. You know, and, and, it's, and it's bad, or they're selling it for the wrong reasons. You know, yeah. And um, what what I, what I did, my message is just, you know, I'm gonna hang up with you. I'm gonna have a good time with you. I'm not never gonna act perfect, and I'm gonna give you, uh, and I'm gonna give you some brain food along the way. You know what I'm saying? Like, just enjoy your life and mind your business, wherever you is in life. If people would mind their business, then the world would be a lot better place. There'd be a lot more people still living. We wanted to wrap it up with something interesting because a lot of our listeners don't understand Chicago street slang and they're saying the wrong things at the wrong times to people and it's just awkward and weird. So we wanted you to uh, like give a brief definition. We'll say a word and then you say uh, something. You say what it is really in a, in a quick definition way. We we're going to say some words, some Chicago street slang words, and we wanted you to tell us what they were. Um, bangs? Bang, that is, that is a gun sound. It could be a gun sound or it could really mean like, you know, Typical, you know, do you, do you bang or do you gang bang? But usually when we're using it in music, it's, uh, we really just use it as a gun reference. All right, what about Kitty Boost? You said Kitty Boost? Kitty Boost. Never heard like Kitty, like a you cat? Diddy Bop? Well, we can do that, too. Yeah, I, don't know. I, don't know. I don't think I've ever heard that one, bro. You never heard of Kitty Boost? No, never, never in Chicago. I don't know if that, <laughs> that might be one of the, um, the, the real young dudes or something. I ain't, I ain't around or something. I ain't heard that uh, see, you're not up on that. All right. What about clout? Clout, that's just really like your your your, your credit, your street credit. You know what I'm saying? Or, um, or basically, your, basically like your popularity. You know what I'm saying? So you got to be street credit. It's really like if you somebody, if you got enough clout, you know what I'm saying? Then, then uh, you, know, you can make things move without moving yourself. You know? uh, what about lacking? Lacking, that means you talking tough and, and you really don't even got no gun. You feel like getting golf living here. What about foolies? Foolies? Yeah. They're like a tool, like a hammer, like a gun. Another word for gun. What about uh, tweaking? That's like like you tripping. Or you uh, you bugging out. You bugging out, you tripping. What about foo foo? That's like foo gazy, like it's fake. Not real. And the last one, what about uh, nitty? Shit, nitty? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know that one either. I don't, I don't end up on that one. What about scudder? Yeah, Skrilla. Skrilla? Yeah, Skrilla. Skrilla is like, that's like money. Money. All right, and yeah. um, anything else that you would like to say that we didn't get to? Yeah, I'm going to tell everybody, uh, go follow me on Twitter, go follow me on Instagram, Facebook, everything, Montana 300. That's M-O-N-T-A-N-A-O-F-3-0-0, Montana 300. 
And make sure y'all go to Google Play or iTunes and buy my album, Curse with a Blessing, and get ready for my next album coming out September 1st with Tally of 300 called Guns and Roses. And I'm dropping another solo one at the end of the year, December 2nd, called Fire in the Church. So, uh, go rock with me, man. Follow me, man. I'm going to turn y'all up, man. Much love, man. Thanks for having me. What's good? It's my channel at 300, a.k.a. Rap Guy. FGC, oh, you already know what it is, man. Shout out to Twins and Tay, man. Much love, man. Salute. Keep it.